Good evening, perverts, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. I am your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Tonight, we're continuing Mike's Creepy Peepers Triple Feature with 1984's Body Double, Directed by Brian De Palma and starring Craig Wasson, Greg Henry, a deliciously bony Melanie Griffith, and the scintillating, sophisticated, green-eyed goddess Deborah Shelton. Uh, all right. Well, we watched Body Double. Uh, Andrew, had you seen Body Double before? Uh, yes, I have, Mike. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first time you saw Body Double, or have you seen it a lot? Or? I do remember the first time I saw Body Double. It was a few years ago when I was getting really heavily into De Palma. Uh, I had just watched, oh gosh, Dress to Kill, Fan of the Paradise, Sisters, a uh, bunch of others. And uh, yeah, I was. Um, it was a very fun movie. It's, I think um, it's fun to see De Palma kind of grow i think as kind of technology permits you know dress to kill has like some famous sequences uh specifically there's a a, like a foot chase kind of through the museum i think you recall um and then Mm -hmm. in this movie it's fun to kind of see him do that again but with like steadicam and just it's more dynamic and i don't know it's cool to see that Mm -hmm. yeah definitely it uh it builds on yeah, it, it is fun to watch it all like chronologically mm-hmm. and watch how he just kind of builds on everything. Absolutely. Uh, Kit, had you seen Body Double before? No. Um, I Just you have like wanted me to watch it for a long time. Yeah, that is. this is kind of one of the movies that's like the impetus for the podcast. It's like finally get Kit to watch Body Double mm-hmm. or I think you had one of those. You wanted us to watch The Red Shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah. So what did you think? Who are we asking? You. I mean, I guess it's an open question. Well, I'll get to it eventually. So. I liked it. I feel like I'd ha- I need to see it like a bunch more times, maybe. But uh-huh. there's this weird thing, like it kind of goes to what we were just talking about about me liking bad stuff. Sometimes, like in my head, Brian De Palma is like a classy director. You know, I don't really like the word classy, but he goes with like Scorsese. And um, freaking, um, you know, Godfather Boy and those guys of like guys who make and sometimes in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good movie, but it's not going to be fun. But Brian De Palma movies are like super fun, super, (laughs) super duper lowbrow in a way. Um, Like he's not a fancy guy. He's just like really, really, really good at what Mm -hmm, he does. And so every time, I mean, from the all of the Brian De Palma movies we watch, I'm sort of like maybe not super hyped to start them. But then it's like the opening frame. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I keep forgetting this guy's like very fun and kind of and, and like pulpy and um, nasty. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and cool and basically makes movies like a guy who just really likes movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, it was very fun. I kind of feel like if I was a director, which I don't really think I could ever be, but he, 
this is the kind of movie I would make where it would be like, I really like Vertigo and Rear Window and stuff. And so I'm just going to like do those movies like but but like kind of a step farther or something or like i'm gonna make those movies as a guy who's seen those movies and everyone in the movie is gonna kind of act like people who have also seen those movies um and that's i think that's what i would do that's kind of i feel like what i do in music and so if i were to do movies that's probably what i what i would do i just want i would just want to like remake the movies that i like but mash them up in a weird way or something and so yeah, yeah it was really it was very it was very fun and i love that guy i don't know his name the guy who was in who's in gilmore girls and all the like amy sherman paladino uh projects like i've never seen him in a real movie before and he just like his face is so evil <laughs> yeah and greg henry is his name i don't know why he he doesn't really I don't know. It seems like he doesn't really he's not really in movies anymore. Like I only ever see him in Amy Sherman Palladino stuff. Um yeah. and he's, he's always in very fun. The Palma things. But yeah, he is. He's, he pops yeah, like he pops up from time to time. He doesn't really age, so I feel like Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see him, he's like the same person. But he's in like he's in Payback with Mel Gibson. He's like the bad mm -hmm. guy. And then he's in uh he did like an episode of Firefly. He's in Slither, James Gunn's movie. A couple other things. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed the film. Um, I, I guess I had seen the film before many times. Um, I watched it the first time, probably five or six years ago. And this, I think, along with Dress to Kill, was like when I started realizing how much, or yeah, basically when I started getting into the Palma, and then it was like blowout and everything. Uh, kind of rewatching some stuff and uh, yeah I think I like this movie this oh this might be my personal favorite De Palma I wouldn't say that this is the best you know like objectively or anything but I really like so much about this movie that it just feels like like I had my own little pleasant dream of Los Angeles in the 80s <laughs> and like woke up from every time I, I finish this it's like you're waking up from a very cool pleasant dream well, um, it's doing a lot and, you know like it's this movie does yeah. so much it's like it's like kind of smearing the the it's it's the voyeurism thing but then it like it's like voyeurism but it's also voyeurism specifically in movies and then like movies yeah. in reality are kind of like smeared together but then we also know we're watching a movie it's it's a lot it's a lot of stuff um in a good way yeah. but it's like to me this is I think one of like this is one of his most ambitious movies I think because there's just there's so like the plot is fairly simple I think but the actual execution is insane like going like just the sequences like the whole like um you know where he's tailing her to the mall and stuff I was talking about that earlier but like following her through the mall just that was that's complicated enough but then you get to the beach and she stops at like that the beach house like condo it's like several condos on top of each other and just like yeah just like the the stage like or the 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 blocking in um in that scene where he's standing from the beach and he's watching the beach house and it's like there's four floors one on top of the other and there's like love that 
there's stuff happening. That's the most rear window thing to me. Like not not it's just really staring cool. through the through the thing, but like that to me is rear window to a T. Um and it's incredible and it's beautiful to watch just all of the things that are happening and just to have that sense of geography and and the spatial awareness is is I think absolutely stunning. So I think this movie's very easy. It'd be very easy for someone to watch it and kind of think of it as smut, but to to but it would be unfortunate for the, for those people I think because First of all, that's all very intentional. And I think a bit tongue in cheek, especially yeah. just thinking back to like. Totally. Like Blowout came out, you know, three years before this. Um, and compared to that, it's like to this. It's like that's a very austere movie, I would say. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just think I think it's 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 funny in how trashy it is and isn't. And I think just the 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 thought and and technical skill behind it is, uh, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. And on that note of the tongue in cheek nature of kind of the smuttiness, but like this. So he got a lot of shit for this movie, but he also got a lot of shit before this for Dress to Kill mm -hmm. and for Scarface. And so, mm -hmm. like to me. And this is jumping to the end, I suppose. But like the scene of the end credits where it's just a naked lady standing there getting, you know, bitten oh, yeah. by a vampire and blood goes down. The body doubles like, you know, huge breasts that are all wet. and stuff. <laughs> but it's not like he's 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 both making fun of cheap exploitation, but not necessarily in a mean way, not like in a condescending way. But he's making fun of that. And he's also making fun of the critics who are like, it's like, oh, sex and violence, you know, like, how, you know, it's like here you know, I bet you'll stay through these credits, won't you? You know, it's like, you know, you can just feel that he's, uh, I don't know, not even like, like a mean spirited type of laughing with at those, the, the critics or anything, but just like, it's just a joke. Like, it's very mm -hmm. funny. It's also a very cool end credit sequence, but it's also oh, just yeah. very funny. It's very cool. Yeah. What, what kind of fire he was under, like, you know, in the, I don't know, the Hollywood press or whatever. Well, I don't, um, and if I don't personally but, think that this movie is violent. Like there's a lot of, I mean, it's the subject matter is violent. It's like people being attacked and stuff, but it's like mm -hmm. there's nothing to me gory about it at all. I mean, the implication of a drill being used to kill someone is pretty is pretty hardcore, but like we don't see anything. And then it's also not I, personally. I don't find it sexy. Now that could be partially because of the kinds of bodies that people apparently <laughs> were all about in the eighties, but. Every I think it's more that everything, all the sex in the movie is so like performative and sort of like yes. fantastical in a and and like dreamlike in a way, but like not a sexy dream, but like a bizarre, weird dream that like I don't find that lady doing that dance like sexy. I'm more just like no. what the fuck is going is going well, and, on here and, like and then consider <laughs> consider that like he in the 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 porn movie shoot like the set scene where he goes from auditioning seamlessly to being in the <laughs> in the, in the porn in the porn yeah. movie slash music mm -hmm. video or whatever the fuck it is um and and you don't it it takes a minute to get your bearings. I mean, you kind of fi you figure it out because of the juxtaposition. 
yes. juxtaposition with the previous scene, but like they don't shoot it like there's a film crew there and you don't and the you don't see a film crew until the very end. And I think that ties into what you're saying is that like even like the the you know quote unquote sexy moments outside of that aren't really they're not really that sexy. They're kind of they're like fake it's all, it's movie equally sexy. disorienting it's like yeah. you know what it like is even it's... like when they come out of the out of the tunnel and they're kissing i'm like yes this is like and nobody that... would ever do this <laughs> and that shot is also insane because i believe that it's in front of a screen i think that's a rear projector yeah. really i think it, yeah oh. i don't think i don't think they're on location hmm. anymore which i think is interesting it looks like it for sure it's very fantastical well, and that's from vertigo as well don't they yeah isn't that how it goes in Vertigo when they're in the room? They're in that hotel or the kind of the cheap apartment. Is that right, Kit? I think so. Is it, yeah. Like it's when um, I'm blanking on her name. Kim. The actress from Vertigo. Novak. Kim Novak. Yeah. Um, she comes out and there's like the lights, the neon lights from outside are flashing on her. I think it's a full 360 and they kiss and mm-hmm. um that kind of a thing anyhow but yeah i'm pretty sure it's rear projection because yeah and the, as is you know the scene when craig wasson's like driving home to see barbara crampton cheating on him mm-hmm. and uh there's lots of yeah so uh, yeah and it, I, it's I, a very hitchcock thing i guess but, well i yeah. thought that i just thought that choice was very very interesting because you know for a, yeah yeah it's it's and it reminded me and you know, i thought of like you know i thought of like eyes wide shut with like tom cruise kind of walking through the streets when yeah. he's really just on a treadmill so there's just this there's this mm. interesting. It's it's very similar to that mm-hmm. because that movie's not sexy either. Even though there's like naked people in it the whole time, it's mm-hmm. like there's always something like threatening and bizarre about which doesn't preclude something being sexy. But I think in both of these movies, you you're like something's not right <laughs> yeah. here. The whole I think time. it goes back and forth a lot. I think because I do find some of it erotic. And then I also it very quickly will move into like then, like you're saying, observing like, oh, there's like a screen behind them or. But I also think like that kiss in particular, like. It's sort of like a big swell of emotion or it's like romantic. Yeah. It's a more way, romantic. It's, yeah. Yeah. But it's like in a way that like an old Hollywood movie is romantic, not yes. necessarily in a way where it's like this is how I envision my. Exactly. Kiss to go or something. It's, it fe- it, that's um, what I mean, where it feels like the people in the movie are acting like people in a movie. Like, there were times... Yeah. So, I haven't seen, as I've probably said before, I have not seen enough David Lynch material to know what David Lynch material is actually like, but this was, like, what I picture David Lynch material to be like. Where, like, that shot that I love of the guy working on the satellite, like, when his, like, profile yeah. is revealed, I'm like this is very David Lynchy to me. And like that scene of people kissing with this like overly romantic music, like the way that the music so often like doesn't fit the scene. I really liked the score, especially the score when he, whenever he would watch her dance, you know, I really liked that music, but it doesn't, it, it also like, I'm aware of it, like in an intentional way, I think, but like, it takes me kind of, it like doesn't fit the scene in a way that felt also kind of, david lynchy where it's like there's this like bizarreness um yeah to it and just a guy guy just being the indian like all that stuff i I think that because the pleasure of movies watching movies thinking about movies etc is like so primary to me like i just Mm -hmm. i love movies that something like lynch hitchcock de palma 
like um they do flip between i guess kind of a realism mm-hmm. and then just this really exaggerated kind of cinema like like you're watching a movie you know kind of thing mm-hmm. um but i think that I, and I and i could see how that would throw some viewers out but i think that for me it's like all like um variations are all like layers of things that i'm enjoying so like when it's when something sexy goes into they're they're pulling away and it's the end of the frankie goes to hollywood video and melanie griffith is standing there and like they then they show the camera crew or whatever like yeah like i could see how that would throw some people and they'd be like what is this like why am i supposed to like what are these characters doing why are they acting like that Mm -hmm. but like as it moves through all those kind of layers or something i think that like yeah uh that I, i guess yeah that was so bizarre and I loved yeah. it because yeah. it's like, cause I went and pulled up the actual video and like for that song and it's like the same girl behind the bar with the weird mohawk. Like, I think it's the same lady or it's a lady trying to look exactly like the lady in, in the video. And it's just mm-hmm. like, what, <laughs> what a weird, like, why did he do that? I mean, I like it and it's vi- it, right. the way that it like collapses Cause it's like a real song with a music video. That's a lot like this, but not exactly the same. And the actual band is in the movie making their yeah. video. Like what is going on? Here? And then well, it becomes like, a porno when he's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 But so it's like, that's what's, what's odd is like, why when he's supposed to be, he's, he's going to audition for a porno and then it cuts to him being in this music video which then turns into a porno so it's like does de palma i mean i i i know he doesn't but you wonder like does he think that that's how a porno would be like where there's like a big musical sequence or something well and like um, i was almost like well maybe this isn't a music video shoot maybe this is like just like a really good this is just what a porno set is like is that there's like a band right. <laughs> like yeah it was very <laughs> well, it was very strange and it was supposed to be a porno set. Like, I don't think that they were it said at any point, like, we're making a music video. And then it switched. Like, it was just like, that was what the porno was that they were making for whatever reason. Right. But or, then was was Frankie Goes to Hollywood in it? In the the por- well, I don't know. I mean, that's what that's what's confusing about it is it does go right. from like there. We know that he's there to make a porn. Then they appear to be making a music video. But then, I mean, the way that that music video and I actually did not watch the the actual like Frankie Goes to Hollywood one, but I know they're similar. But like the way that the music video within Body Double goes is like, oh, this is I guess a porno because then he goes into that room and Melanie Griffith is in the mirror and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and the so. video, the official video for Relax, takes place in an S and M like gay right. nightclub. Uh, okay. So it's like a club, kind of being a porno it's it's all very strange. is it yeah i don't know i'm just like thinking out loud here but i'm wondering if it's just another like a, like an, another thing where he's trying to you know kind of blur the lines between something you know it's like it's 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 porn and it's it's uh you know mainstream movies i mean there's even that scene with melanie griffith and like the the where they go to that party and there's that actor friend and you know the one friend is having a yeah. conversation about yeah. being in movies and then melanie griffith is having a conversation about porn and it's just like oh it's the same thing as and i'm wondering if i don't know i'm wondering if de palma was just kind of 
building on that idea. I, I can see so. that, yeah. And the, the, the original Relax video was also like banned by um, MTV and, and, and the BBC. So yeah, like, okay. I have to watch it had, on my pirate this, TV. Had experienced the same kind of, of backlash, which is silly when you, th- I mean, banning stuff for sex is kind of well stupid anyway, but. And I mean, if you look at music videos now, like some of them are not discernible from pornography. But I think and that I was true that even in like the that. 80s. I, I honestly, yeah, yeah. I think I like if you like is a Duran Duran video really that different from a Frankie Goes to Hollywood video is other than it's slightly less gay you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah no and i think like like definitely there was edgy music videos in the 80s and there was like stuff like you know that was part of the game you would play with mtv like that you know and even in the 90s like when we were all growing up that it was like you know like britney spears and stuff but it obviously hit me baby one more time is further removed from pornography than like which at this point this is 10 years old but like the anaconda music video right with Nicki minaj or I don't know. Wow. I see stuff on YouTube like, wh- yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like that is, like that is, other than an insertion shot, that is not very discernible <laughs> from pornography. Mm-hmm. It's just high budget. It's higher budget pornography. Right. Um, but so yeah, maybe he was like kind of, you know, as a goof trying to collapse these things, and maybe uh, <laughs> as a, you know, film as a goof down to music video, down to pornography, as a you know that goof de Palma. I do want to. I do uh, want to highlight one but, moment in that uh, that scene that I really like. I like that like it's it's a it's a porno set. It's a music video set, and it's also like you know we don't sh- we don't we don't really establish that he's in character, and you just kind of have to figure it out. So it's like he's he's in mm-hmm. the sort of fantasy that he's been presumably had in his head the whole time he's been staying at that house and watching this lady dance. Um, so now this is like his fantasy fulfillment. And I just, I love when he, when he finally, you know, uh, fulfills that fantasy and they finish having sex and it just like the camera pulls back and the film crew is just like, wait a minute. What about the cum shot? Yeah. (laughs) Such a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess to add to all of that, like. I think there would be a way to collapse all of these types of filmmaking <clears throat> and have it be like a statement like, oh, and doesn't that mean that, you know, isn't this a cheap business or isn't this all so terrible? But like, it's so much fun. And so it's yeah. like all of the like, it's fun as a film. It's fun as a music video and it's fun as a porno. And like, I don't think you can watch that. Se- I mean, I know there are people who could. I think most people who watch that sequence are just like, this is just super fun. Like I haven't I've seen the movie five times at this point. I've never thought about like. Well, why is it a music video? <laughs> like, um, I think it's because it's so but, well, uh, it's so well made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's fun to watch, and and I think yeah. And then as far as like the sort of like missing the cum shot kind of joke, like that's all. It's funny, but it's it's also like, um, I don't know. Like the the thing with porn is like it looks so fun and all this type of stuff, but then it's like once you know that goal is achieved. Then there is sort of this like after effect of like you know, I don't I don't know That's I think it's kind of that sobering. I think it's kind of like the thing that, in on some level, both porn and you know mainstream movies share, which is that shooting them can be uh, gross and not very much fun, and it and isn't really that titillating. You know, like you know we see 
we yeah. see a, a, a an action scene or we see a cum shot scene or whatever it be it may be in a movie and we think oh isn't that great <laughs> or <laughs> or whatever but it's like oh but actually doing it actually um, putting it on celluloid was actually like uh very methodical and not sexy or uh you know the the yeah. the, the shooting the action scene actually wasn't like a high octane experience it was you know shooting a thousand inserts and then finding a way to make it work in the edit so i don't know yeah it's interesting yeah. Which, you know, that's, you know, echoes of blowout too, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, it's, it's not so fun after all or something. But I love it. Um, I love, I so love yeah, seeing I these, these little bits of thing. like process that are like worked into the movie. I think are in all of many of his movies, at least, I think it's a very, I think it's a very cool thing. And I think it makes his movies very personal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess we talked about the mall scene briefly. That I think is kind of the. Aside from the Frankie goes to Hollywood bit, I think the mall scene and the drill scene are probably the most noteworthy, or like at least like the it's the most famous for that type of stuff. We yeah, kind of talked about the mall scene. Yeah, again, that mall scene. That um, there's that there's a there's another wide shot like before we get to the beach house, we're at the mall, and it's like a it's a wide of the mall, and it's like an M C Escher. Uh, picture or whatever like it's yeah. just like all the escalators and people going up and down and I, I just i love i absolutely love that like that's the shit like i want that printed on, yeah. on my wall it's so gorgeous to look at yeah <laughs> yeah that guy is so bad at sneaking i that's one of my notes <laughs> yeah. i said this dude is a terrible tale <laughs> he's so I bad i kind of thought like and maybe it kind of is because it turns out she like knows he's following her but I was like, this must be part of his setup that like everyone like she's totally aware she's or like he's being led to, you know, fo- to see which he is. So I'm glad it kind of worked out that way. But it's like, boy, this dude is so bad at this. And I, I, I while while that was happening, like I was also kind of wondering to myself, is this like another like thing where it's like a movie within a movie? You know, it's like or or. um yeah like 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 i think about like when people whisper in movies and they're actually and there's like bad guys like right around the corner or four feet away and it's like you guys are talking at almost yeah. full volume but you're just <laughs> you're just doing it like this so i wonder when if it's he, when like he that. takes her underwear out of the garbage it's like she's like right it's in full view <laughs> he could mm-hmm, like yeah. turn his body so that <laughs> Mm-hmm. she couldn't see him doing it it's just like wow it's wild and he just like when she's on the phone and he like just like casually walks to the next phone over and just holds the phone to his ear and then as yes. soon as she, it doesn't say anything and then as soon as she walks away he's like okay gotta go bye um i do i find that like the mall scene the the beach scene and then going back to like dress to kill like the uh the museum scene and stuff like that like a lot of times I see so many movies that like I kind of space out um, where I'm thinking about something else while watching a movie. And I find that like with those scenes in particular, like as I was watching body double, like there were times where you like, I don't space out. It's like, I'm like, just, but I am sort of like in a trance watching these things happen. So it's like, like you're saying the scene where he like pulls the underpants out of the trash or, Mm -hmm. or when he's doing such a bad job tailing her, like it doesn't really like, 
my rational mind is not like seeing these things. Like I'm kind of just going along for the ride. Like, I don't know, not in a bad way. And I don't think it's like, I'm not saying like you have to turn your brain off to enjoy it or that type of thing, but it's like just something about the filmmaking or even maybe the music uh, in some ways, like you kind of just get in this trance where you're just watching things move. And uh, another thing about all of those scenes is there's so little dialogue. Mm -hmm. So you really are kind of just watching things move. And it's more, to me, it's more of a, like like an asylum movie where, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of conventions of asylum movie that are completely crazy for you know to to reality. Um, so yeah, I think that that yeah, not to like counter that, but I think that that's kind of why some of that stuff never ruffled because I've I've read plenty of people talk about like they hate body double or they hate you know whatever insane to me De Palma <laughs> film or or Lynch or I yeah, can Hitchcock. I can see I can see hating this. Yeah, oh, totally. If you go in, I don't know, it's sort of like, yeah, if you want a traditional narrative or you want things to make sense, then I guess, yeah. But I feel like I have a hard time thinking like anyone who likes movies would not, would not at least like enjoy or like kind of get what's going on here. Yeah. I don't think it went. I don't think it. This it's movie like, did not do very well. So I think a lot of people did no. not like it. No. I know this movie that actually, sucks. <laughs> it killed the deal he had with Columbia. I think he had like a three picture deal, and this either was the first picture, and then they canceled the other two, or here's this was the second, and they canceled the last one. Here's what's insane to me about that, is that you know what? Five years later, the erotic thriller genre like picks up in earnest. With like, yeah. what didn't isn't uh yeah, what's what's basic instinct is that 1990, something like that, maybe a few years later. But I'm just saying, like it's, it's yeah, it's definitely it's, this, early 90s. This definitely this reminds me of like Black Christmas, where it's like not really considered the first of its genre, but it's just like it's like kind of in that proto stage where they're just they're just making a movie, like they're not thinking about what makes a erotic thriller what makes a slasher film they're just like inventing stuff and throwing it together and it could easily be a mess but it's actually very dynamic and very gorgeous and and everything's you know there are some things in this movie that are expected i think like in in terms of the general plot but the actual like way the movie moves i think is i don't think is is easy to clock i think it's um yeah, it's just it's it's interesting because I think it ushered in like movies like I don't maybe there's another movie that someone else would point to. But I think Body Double is a very much like on the cusp of what would become like the erotic thriller. No, yeah. And I, I mean, you could go even earlier, but you would go probably to Dress to Kill, which is another sure. mm-hmm. film. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and that's so that's like Body Double, Dress to Kill. Uh, those are kind of like, I don't know landmark benchmark uh erotic thrillers but if you look at not necessarily the box office but if you look at like video store rentals at this point in time like mid 80s early 80s um that genre is humming and then by the late 80s like you're saying and early 90s that genre is like and it's crazy like i've i've been i've got a spreadsheet i've been going through uh with just this big list of ones that because i i kind of went through imdb to find them those movies are gone like they're not on blue like so few of them are on blu-ray mm-hmm um some of them are still trapped on vhs some of them are hard to find on like even on like piracy sites or youtube and stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. just 
but it was a huge genre. And this, I mean, Body Double, it just in the way that it loosely fits into any genre, I would say that it, it loosely fits into that, that genre, but it, it would also be like, it, it's a great example of it. But yeah, I mean, something like, um, did you say Basic Instinct? Was that your example mm-hmm. earlier? Yeah, I said that, I, yes. I said that like, that's the one, because I think that's what people point to. They were like, oh, Basic Instinct, this yeah. is a huge hit. Let's make 9 right. million of these well, then, and yeah, have like half Fatal of them star and... Michael Douglas. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Body Heat. Body Heat was another big one that I think was 80. I think that was earlier. Uh, that, body it, Heat it was, was 80s. Either... Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like Body Double, Body Heat, uh, that kind of stuff. Body Heat is but like yeah, the sexiest like movie ever. This. So this is the VHS cover. Um, I love it. And like, who's not going to, like truly, like who's not going to rent that? Like it isn't, and it's not in the movie at all. <laughs> but it's no. an incredible cover. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, this is definitely like, a lot of erotic thriller uh, language or, or tropes or something come out of which is just which is just pulling from also, porn, um, really. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's 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 mixing it's mixing low budget horror and low budget erotica pornography. But I yeah. think the, the genre, um, yeah. the genre it's, it's itself, cool yeah, it is a cool genre. But the genre itself is like, it's like, hey, let's give people the closest thing we can give them to porn, and that way they don't have to say they saw porn. That's what it feels like to me. Right. Well, yeah. And that way you can still get it into a blockbuster. Right. You can still get it into a, a mom and pop shop that might not have, you know, big asses 13. I mean, carry, you know, you can see plain as day. You can see Michael Douglas's balls fully lit up in disclosure. And if I told you there was a, I'm watching a movie with some <laughs> guy's balls in it. What do you think? People are going to think you're watching a porno. You can see That's like correct. Bruce Willis's dinger in Color of Night. See, I'm not talking about dingers, Kit. Oh yeah, I'm talking about no. I'm talking about balls. Balls. Okay. Yeah, that's that's hmm. in my opinion. He's a scrotum man. That's the next level, is seeing the balls. I've been wanting to watch Disclosure. Isn't that the one with like the VR sequence of like looking through files or something? Yeah, it's like five minutes of the movie. I think so. It's it's oh, a Michael cool. Crichton. It's um. Play, at least I've seen it novel. many times as a young boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is this oh, why Donald you're always Sutherland constantly talking about Just, Michael Douglas's ball sack? Yeah. It's a it's a very uncomfortable <laughs> movie to watch. Oh. Anyway. I, well, oh. Going going back to like how his movies are despised, like cuz Blowout, I think we all agree, one of the most perfect films ever. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. just Probably, probably if we, I mean, I think it's very high on the American Friend Institute list, but I think if we were to redo that list, it would probably move up even higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, really, really, really great movie. Nobody likes it. <laughs> Kill, Nobody kills John Travolta's career for some fucking reason. And I just think, I don't know. I feel like, like Brian De Palma, it's weird because he got a lot of chances to make movies in spite of how often people were like, mad at him about the movies he was making and i mean he obviously he had like very early successes he doesn't he's not excessive with budgets like he you know but i i feel like in spite of being he's such a weird character because it's like in spite of being a very mainstream director i think he makes movies in a very rock and roll way oh yeah no matter how big a star he's working with, like he puts his weird friends in it. He does strange fourth wall breaking things. Um, 
but he's just it's like this mix of everybody wanting him to just like why won't you just make a fucking normal movie like the rest of us but then also like he's so fucking good that they have to just keep letting him make them and (laughs) and do what he wants it's like this frustration or something that he's not more ordinary or like i find it strange watching this movie that this was considered that we ever were like this movie is has too much sex in it like that's so weird i think that's it's really strange i i think sometimes when movies that are like kind of smutty when people are i think when and but still really good i think people are lying to themselves <laughs> i think it's i think it's this sort yeah, of i mean i certainly think it's more about the per the person yeah yeah but it's it's just yeah it, to, more to your point about you know the things that he does in his movies like even even in his like highest profile movies like Scarface and Mission, even Mission Impossible, a PG-13 Tom Cruise action movie. Like, it still has elements of it that are just this this kind of, like, Hollywood sexiness, kind of weird murder thriller stuff in it. Like, Mm -hmm. just, like, thinking about, what's the actress's name in that movie, Kit? Do you know? The woman who we never, well, we never. In Mission Impossible? Yeah, lady we never saw in anything ever again. Yeah. Is it a, a pretty lady? Yeah. Emmanuel something yeah something like mm. that but just like just like the way tom cruise like throws her Bert. against stuff and Bert. the you know the way they're always it's just there's something about it that's it's very erotic thrillery um the only yeah. movie that i can think of that like doesn't really feel like a De Palma movie is probably mission to mars i haven't seen that one since theaters that's yeah. kind of still on my list you should watch i it, just but... i watch like yeah like this movie, even like any part that's like that, I assume people look at and they're like, this is like too far. It's not as if it's similar to Hitchcock. The things that like people got mad at Hitchcock for, it's like he's not celebrating. Them. Like <laughs> he's showing you we're not like watching this guy spying the lady and being like, this is a cool guy right here. And it's cool that he's doing this. <laughs> like he's a fucking creep. And the movie seems aware that he's being a fucking weirdo and a creep. Yeah. And when we're watching, like, you know, him rub a lady's titty with blood running down it, like, the whole context of the scene is, like, this is a joke and about the specific thing you're complaining <laughs> right. about yeah. in the in this I movie. Think, like, yeah. So, on that specific... And sorry, sorry if I'm cutting No, out. fine. Uh, okay. So... Something I've had to keep reminding myself, even in the year 2021, is that a lot of times people complaining, as Andrew said, like, perhaps they're deceiving themselves, but then also, like, maybe they're just not that smart. Like, maybe the people making these complaints just, they don't actually have that much cognitive capability to, like, think these things through. Like, you're right. It makes no damn sense that, like, that, that this movie would be too sexy or like or that this movie be just because it portrays the pornography industry like that it oh it's got to be you know rated x or it's you know all this type of stuff i th- so yeah I, I think the only way that i can explain any of that is just like no they're just they're just not that bright or God they haven't them. seen movies i don't know well, because there are right. things there are things that are less 
graphic or blatant that I would have much more of a problem with because there doesn't seem to be any, not that I need a movie director to be like the arbiter of my morals, but you like to think like the person making this knows what he's doing and has like a sense of like, has a kind of some kind of like moral sense of why he's showing this. It's justified in some way or it's not, not that like, you know, there's that like, haze code thing of like as long as the person who does the bad thing is punished in the movie then it's okay you know right. then then it's okay. like that's stupid but just you know you watch movies sometimes where you're like oh i don't like the fact that that rape is being used here like just you know to drive the plot of the main guy character like to give him something to be mad about and you know stuff like that where it might not be as violent or as as graphic but i think it's maybe I would have more of a problem with it. Whereas in this movie, it's like if all of this was being presented as something like glamorous that I sh and it is a glamorous movie, but like glamorous and something that I should be aspiring to, then I'd probably find it more distasteful. But it's like it's funny and weird. And, you know, this guy's not cool. He's just kind of like stumbling through <laughs> through yeah. this situation. And also mm. like it's, oh, you know it's okay for things to be sexy. <laughs> like, I agree. It's okay yeah. for people to have sex, you know? I think the, the argument I see and don't necessarily agree with, or at least not always, is that by commenting on the thing, you're still doing the thing. Um, I think war movies is a good example. Like, you make a war movie and you have, you know, a, a, a swelling Hans Zimmer score under a battle scene and it's supposed to shock you, but, like, the fact that it's still entertainment, it kind of separates it from the actual horrors of war. Um, or like I remember right. the the Wolf of Wall Street got a lot of flack. Um, I think that is a movie that actually does, it glamorizes the actions of its characters so much that it like circles back and becomes even more horrific. Um, but like I remember there were like, people who saw that movie and would be like, oh, there was a bunch of like Wall Street bros in the front row loving every minute of it or whatever. So it's kind of like, you know, it depends on the person, I think. And maybe it is, maybe coming back around, maybe Mike is right. Maybe people, some people are, God, I hate saying this because I don't want to sound like well, Mike, but. <laughs> and I should, I should add to that. Just because somebody's dumb doesn't mean they're not a good person. or <laughs> It's just like, you have to remember like, well, sometimes like the things people say, are just stupid well like and they're they're just dumb people and like well we should go there, you know? we should go a step further maybe <laughs> uh and just say that like measuring intelligence uh can can be done in many 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 different ways and whether they get a movie isn't right. necessarily well, the sure. best way absolutely like, no they could be they could be excellent at doing whatever their job is but just mm -hmm. terrible at analyzing art. <laughs> right. and that's that's like all the better. I wish I was be I wish I was as good at designing a bridge <laughs> as I am at analyzing a film. But I'm not. So in a way, I'm the dumb one. So that's I, right. I, yeah. Well, and I I understand. I also think there's a difference between not liking a movie and talking about why you didn't like it, and then applying that to all people everywhere. Like I, for instance, right. I've never seen. I've been, been like, oh, maybe I should watch Wolf of Wall Street. And the the reason that I don't watch it is because I don't I feel like I don't want to see these assholes, you know, 
partying. And I mean, when that movie came out, it was not like too far removed from two, 2008. So like, I understand right. anyone being like, no, I don't want to see a movie about these jerks partying that potentially, you know, the man who ca- who, who one of the people responsible for this for these for for ruining people's lives is profiting from <laughs> to a certain degree. I don't think that means Martin Scorsese shouldn't have made the movie. I don't even think that means he went about making it in the wrong way. But like that is a reason I'm not interested in that. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, does Martin Scorsese enjoy showing like the worst people on earth partying their asses off? Yeah. And then usually getting shot in the head or something <laughs> right after that. So it's like, I don't, you know, like, yeah, I bet that shit's fun to shoot. I bet it's more fun to, like, shoot a woman's soapy titties than, like, for, you know, that would probably be more my interest than, like, storming the beaches of Normandy or whatever. But, like, you can have your reasons for any movie. Like, I remember uh, the director director whose name I always forget was talking about and I talk, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but he was he was talking about Schindler's List and how he he thought that Schindler's List was like an amoral an immoral film or that shouldn't have been made because there's a scene because because you should not take that subject matter and make it entertainment. And he specifically pointed out a scene in the gas chamber where you don't know if water or gas is going to come out of the shower heads. And the audience, the feeling that the audience is having there is a pleasurable kind of suspense akin to like what Hitchcock is doing. And to him, that felt wrong. And it's like, I don't think he's wrong. But does that mean that you just can't make movies about the Holocaust? Maybe, according to that morality. But I don't think that's something I think that's something that can be debated, but not something that everyone has to agree on. And I think someone can watch Body body Double and be like, I don't know. It just felt like an excuse to, like, show naked women's asses the whole time. And then it's like this weird. It doesn't the movie doesn't really justify it. That's fine. But I think it's weird to be like Brian De Palma. You know, we should like (laughs) boycott Brian De Palma or something. Because of that, instead of acknowledging like, no, I can see that there is a very talented uh, and thoughtful person behind what I'm seeing, but I still don't really like what I'm seeing or think it's the best use of his talent or whatever. Yeah. So one scene in Body Double, I think the most controversial scene in Body Double was the drill scene. Um, so it's less for sex and more for violence um, in this particular thing. So I know like with, I think starting with Dress to Kill, there were big protests. Well, Dress to Kill was controversial because people felt that it portrayed, I might be doing this wrong, but transvestites or transsexuals in a negative way. Like cruising, people were worried that they were going to think all gay people were psychotic, you know, type of thing. With Dress to Kill, it was kind of the similar kind of uproar, like, I they're going to think, think the transsexuals are... I think that's, yeah, I think that kind of holds today to some to some degree. And I think it's, with that movie, it's hard because, you know, it you know when you put something in, into art, it becomes a representation. And I do think that maybe, I love that movie, but I do think maybe it could be my understanding of that world that is not lining up with the movie or it could be that I feel that Mm. De Palma's understanding of that world isn't really, but I don't think he's commenting on anything. I think he's just making a movie. I definitely don't take the film that way. If somebody does, I understand where they're coming from, but Mm kind of like what kid's saying, I don't really think that that means like 
you know, like, oh, Brian De Palma shouldn't be making movies or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I think that Dress to Kill, people were upset. I think another issue, we talked about this when we did Blowout. Um, oh, and Blowout was another one. But people get up. People, there was a thread of discontent with De Palma throughout the early 80s. He's cruel to women. He, why does he like violence against women so much? Why is he always like, you know, uh, oogling, ogling these women? You know, he's got these beautiful women being chased with knives. Like, what a what a pervert he must be. Hitchcock got the same shit. So it's like, uh, I think the drill scene in this is much like the end credits is sort of not, not even just a wink, but it's just like it is a joke on those type of complaints. Yeah. I think the drill scene is like you you want over the top violence against women. It Here you go. And it's it's not necessarily that it's super gory and like her guts are spilling everywhere. But like it's just it's a very disturbing way to well, die. Yeah, yeah, and, the and way it that makes it's no sense. So like that's what, what's that? That's such a it's terrible way to kill somebody. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. the movie well, yeah, shows, yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but 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 the way that it's shot is like I mean, there's this the joke of him kind of wagging the drill between his his you know from behind mm-hmm. between his legs, so it's like his dick, and then yeah. there's all these shots of like her frightened face, and you know, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, it's a I love that sequence. It's great. But like he's obviously playing with yeah. the violence against, and I don't thing. think that's. I mean, I think um, it's. I think it's him, but it's also us. Like, we make these complaints, but it's like, well, we want to see it though because we keep seeing it. We keep choosing to. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what's interesting is that they don't like Body Double wasn't a big hit in spite of the the uproar. You know, like so like Friday the Thirteenth, which is totally i mean eventually it's self-aware but friday the 13th is not violence against women and men or whatever it it's it's not like uh playing with it in on in the same way that De palma is it's just like here here's some women getting killed and and it's fun like i love those movies i have great fun with these movies i like watching slasher films and like all this type of thing and it's i mean anybody can disagree with this but it's, it's not like because I want to see women die. Like, I don't specifically mm-hmm. look for movies where, like, women are dying or, you know, any specific group of people are dying. But it's just, like, the tension of a, fan, a film. It's like, a, you know, any scary story you would read. It's just fun. The the fun of being scared mm-hmm. and all this type of stuff. And um, But, yeah, but it's interesting then, like, De Palma, I guess, had this. This film probably could just as easily have been a hit. Maybe it just wasn't released at the right time or didn't have studio support or something. But, yeah that you, we we get kind of this is like that what what other movie gives you so many chances to just leer at sex and violence i mean there's plenty of others i suppose but uh, but yeah but people didn't turn out for this one so i think it's interesting and i don't think it's because it was too cheeky i just think it was i yeah like i mean kit said earlier why was why why is this movie not a huge hit at the time why isn't it you know like a classic or whatever you know regularly cited as a classic it's it's a cult classic but it's um yeah, anyways. Sorry, what I'm kind of rambling. No. What I just want to say, what I think is interesting about me is that um, <laughs> I <laughs> fast, like, I just rewatched that scene real quick to make sure I was correct that it wasn't that gory, but I did kind of fast forward through the scary parts a little bit. And I was just thinking yeah. about how I will, I think I'm like the best kind of person because I will, I don't like seeing that stuff, but I will defend it being in movies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, I don't want to see a lady attacked with a drill. And I don't really think that's like fun to watch again. Not because I think people who enjoy it are fucked up, but like, I just don't, I don't yeah. like it, but you know, it's, it freaks me out. Um, 
but like I think that's a dumb reason <laughs> like not to think that a mo- to think that a movie is actually bad I think that's like stupid like yeah. you know for that reason like because it's violent it's bad like because it shows scary stuff in it you know that's the thing it's just like I mean it applies to so much of life like maybe particularly now where like just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's wrong for other people to like it and doesn't mean you have to dedicate your life to trying to keep other people (laughs) from liking it like this can bother you for a particular reason you can have a point you can talk to your friends about it and say like hey you know here's my thinking about this but without being like this should be banned (laughs) or this guy should never make a movie again Yeah. yeah that's how the world works right now though yeah. Yeah. It's a weird moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyhow, since you're rewatching that scene, I one of my notes was so I think that that scene, I love that scene, the drill scene. It's I do think it's erotic. I think it's funny. I think it's scary. Uh, but I particularly noted the the image with the drill coming through the ceiling. That rule. Uh, while the white dog is attacking him and snarling, and then blood starts to kind of splash around the room is like and the dog's like teeth are like exposed and it's like biting on his arm and stuff like it's there's it's it's kind of reminded me of like that moment in the ring um the the gore verbinski one where mm-hmm. uh the horse, horse like yes. it gets spooked and it jumps oh, off the horrible. boat and then the it. boat like has its horn like that like it's it's not it, absurd is not the right word but it's so like ramped up or something that mm-hmm. that that scene in the ring always kind of gives me chills and then this yeah. scene in body level like i was just like that's such an image like it's just so like i uh, I, I don't have the word i but. don't think that the drill would really be worth it if it didn't have that shot of it coming from the ceiling oh of course yeah, and honestly definitely. i never need to i never need to see it sticking out of her body even really it's like just this the I, it coming to the ceiling is so much more disturbing yeah than than anything else in the yeah. scene i do kind of like it's great i like i do like that they show the drill like in her but i like that it's like a it's like a throwaway thing i think it's cool that like when you enter i th- i think you enter that shot it's just like a very fleeting thing like i think you can kind of see the drill kind of like boing mm. you know <laughs> but it's Wiggle. like yeah, but it, it Do you do I think so. We do. Okay. Cuz he he comes up the stairs yeah. and discovers the body sure. and then um the killer is like hiding. He's like you can see him hiding in the same shot. And then you kind of see yeah. her, but you you but I think, it's just for a I'm brief not sure moment. We do see her. You do. I think we see the it's drill before but then. The, the bed is blocking. Oh, we no, do we see don't, it before then. We see the drill in her. But it's not when Andrew's saying it is. Once he comes upstairs, we don't see her again. We just see oh, his okay. face okay. discovering her. But okay. you before do that? see the you do see the drill sticking out of her before that. Yeah. Okay. You do. Um, okay. I wish I also, we didn't, but Yeah. I and I yeah, I don't specifically remember seeing that. I, I think that it's kind of a Texas chainsaw massacre thing though. Where like people and we've I know I've I think I've talked about this with Andrew. People talk about that movie like it's the goriest gore yeah. fest of all time. And then there's like hardly any blood in the Texas Chainsaw There's it's just like the way it's made. Yeah. It's so smart. No, I agree. It, there's hardly any blood, but there is truly shocking moments in that movie. Like just hanging well, people on meat hooks and, no, and hitting sure. them over the head with a hammer is there's nothing like that in Buddy Double. Yeah. But 
I think it, no, I no, think no, it's no, similar. No. I think it's similar. I mean, the horse thing you're talking about, like I'll never watch The Ring again specifically because that scene scared me so was so disturbing but it's also gorgeous like it's so yeah. stunning that horse like it's like in slow-mo like jumping off the shit like it's crazy beautiful and yeah. the the drill coming through the ceiling and spraying blood all around is similar where it's like it's 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 beautiful and i know like you know lee's favorite movie is texas chainsaw massacre and he cries when he watches it because it's like so beautiful and there yeah. maybe is something to that like i remember i mean one of the one of the images that's that freaks me out the most is is carrie after she's after her mother has has died like that like shot of her kind of hanging there and it's like the beauty is what like, helps it stick in my <laughs> mind mm -hmm. so well, like the, 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 the aesthetic of it. So, you know, maybe all of that implied violence is like way more effective because a drill just sticking out of a lady, like you probably could make that pretty, but it's sort of, I mean, it's pretty goofy. Like we're literally talking about the drill, possibly like boy, yo, yoinging, like in right. her, in her so like it kind of moves it out of the realm of, of scary whereas just knowing just having to imagine what has happened for it to be coming to the ceiling now is much more frightening yeah yeah ah what a good movie i love this movie uh let's see what else do you guys have any i've got i've got more notes but i don't know is there anything you guys want to a, a bit you wanted to discuss or mm, i just have um, a few kind i didn't of... take any notes <laughs> oh okay but wow. i do have things I have just this like from the woman who had a novel about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I have just like rando kind of like little stragglers, basically. Yeah, go for it. Um, let's okay. see. I love um, I love when he's watching her uh, like try on underwear at the at the the boutique or whatever, because a you can't try on underwear at any yeah. store ever. And also, close the right. goddamn curtain, lady. Are you yeah. kidding me? I know that's what the movie's about, but it's just very funny to me. Um, let's see. I think it's a really fun moment when he goes to save her when the when uh, Sam starts choking her with the phone cord because he's like a half mile away and like mm. up a super steep hill. And it's just like, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. To me. So like she has to save herself for you know four seconds yeah. and then she is, does something and the way she i mean i know i i know that she I, I know she's tired from being like choked out for two minutes but like it's bitch, so stupid i know run out of the house but i think that's a movie thing i think it's the movie knowing totally. it's a movie oh, totally. um sure. so it's like anytime i got frustrated oh. like that i just felt like this is meant to happen what do you got it's a funny it's a funny play on on rear window in a way, because, I mean, obviously we're seeing the scene of uh, the lady being attacked and he can't do anything about it, except like he <laughs> he runs like an Olympian, like he's like a distance right? he's running uphill, like he's doing everything he po like he could right, right, to get there. Right. And it and still doesn't no. work. No. <laughs> um, I love the interrogation scene at the scene of the crime where he's like telling a story and then the cop is like what's this and pulls out the underwear from scully's cop yeah. pocket that he had taken from her 
uh, when she threw it away at the mall. Just just a very funny oh, scene. Um, the porn ad. The porn ad is hilarious. It's just like a commercial for porn. And it's like it's it's yeah. a, it's again. Oh, it's like, so it's, funny. It's, it's yeah. The movie doing doing its thing <laughs> where it's like it's like a regular movie trailer in that you've got like the quotes from the critics popping up. It's, you know, playing it presumably mm-hmm. prime time or something like that. But it's for a porno, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, it was funny. So yesterday I watched on YouTube. So I watched this movie last night, but then earlier in the day, I had just watched this like five minute video that uh, I guess it was New Line. Whoever made the Child's Play film, the Chucky. Mm-hmm. I think that's so New Line. It was a five minute thing. Like, uh, okay, New Line. Yeah. They had sent out to like uh, video store owners and it was Chucky being like, hey, it's me, Chucky. Here's why you <laughs> want to buy my film. It'll move this many units in your first quarter. And like, you know, um, but it's like it was made kind of in that same style. As like the porn, it's like, you know, Holly body is going to air. I can't Holly does Hollywood will be, um, you know, the, the hit of the I don't I don't, I don't know. So it's yeah, just funny for me going from that to that yesterday. It's just it's just funny <laughs> thinking, time. thinking about it also reminds me of how like, you know, a big porn, a big, big porn, a big part of the porn, you know, industry, at least at that time was kind of mimicking the mainstream film industry. You know, it's like we we've we've got all it's all the same yeah. sex stuff, but like oh here's a here's a plot and 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 you know they had and porn theaters were like a a thing, which blows my mind to think about. You know, you're walking down the street and there's the Regal Cineplex and yeah. then the Triple X Cineplex. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Uh, what else? Oh, was that? I think that was Brian De Palma in the mirror. When they show the film crew, I think he's seated behind the camera uh, in the Frankie Goes... What is it? Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Oh. Or is that what it is? Yeah. 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 In that scene. Is it? Okay. I think I think so. I like compared pictures of Who? him in the oh, 80s. Cool. You guys... That. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, go ahead. That's it. Okay. Sorry. I was going to ask if you know who the casting... The guy who was he was auditioning for who we only see from behind. Do you, does anyone know who that is? His voice sounded familiar. I didn't recognize him. No, I don't mm-hmm. know either. I just was wondering if you, if that was like a Easter egg as well. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Not that I know. I have a question about the ending. I think the ending is a, it has a weird moment for me and I'm wondering if I missed something. So he catches up with Sam okay. and he gets thrown into the, into the hole and starts to be buried. And I love, 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 love going from there to like in his mind in the film set. And it's like this immersion sort of therapy, sort of replaying the first moments of the movie and him kind of pushing through his fear or whatever. I think is very cool. Um, But then after that, he, he get Sam goes into the water or whatever. Melanie Griffith wakes up. She doesn't remember any being hit in the head by this weirdo dude. She just sees him <laughs> standing there. And so she, he, you know, he's, he's been made a witness. Like that's what the movie's about is him creating, turning him into the witness. But then he's sort of inadvertently turned her into the witness. And that's what it seems like the movie's telling us is that he's kind of, accidentally implicated himself in his own like fake crime narrative and but then we cut 
and we and he's he's on set and he's making a movie and it just seems to brush past that and then melanie griffith is there too with him so they're presumably together at that point do you understand like the disconnect that i'm like i'm failing to kind of like connect these pieces okay she's accusing him of a crime well i don't know if i she's afraid of him she doesn't want to get out of the hole because she's she thinks he's responsible for all of the trauma she's experienced in the last you know 12 hours or whatever and then in the next Mm -hmm. and then they they glaze over that like they just fade out of it and then the next time we see them they're on a film set together Mm -hmm. i think that was just supposed to be like a funny almost rom-com-y okay wrap up (laughs) like okay i guess obviously what yeah and it it does I, i agree it does feel like a scene's missing but I think we kind of piece together like kids, like saying by the end, it's like, oh, and they got together after all. And, you know, like, so I think I just assume they go to the police station. Maybe they pulled the guy's body out of the reservoir or whatever. And mm-hmm. then they like, oh, I guess it was this guy after all. And or maybe her memory comes back to her. But yeah, it is. It is a little odd, especially at the very end of your film to just kind of breathe through all that. OK, OK. Mm-hmm. All but. I, I, I that was another thing I had a lot of notes on is I really like I, I think the ending like the showdown itself is kind of underwhelming. Yeah. But I think that the whole thing where I don't know, what did I say? Uh, he's in the grave and then it slides back to Vampire's Kiss and it hammers his character arc home. Like it's not very subtle about like you've got to stand up, you've got to act, you know, you must act, you know. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing, which but it's fine. I mean, it's, this isn't like. Yeah, it's I think also, if this movie was supposed to be like getting Oscar nominations or something, it'd be well. It's tedious. it's. I like how I like how it does it does feel. I think maybe a little bit rushed in comparison to some of the other sequences in the movie, but at the same time, kind of honestly, not dissimilar to yeah. some of the stuff in Blowout's uh, climax. But I'm thinking about um, there are there are still things in it that I think are really really cool, like when the when the grave he's in gets, you know, 10 times longer and the sky goes white, like yeah. you can see, yeah, that was cool. you can see it's just, it's, they're yeah. in the same, probably in the same location, but they put a silk overhead and then just put a light and it's just, and you can see, like, if you really look, you can see the wrinkles in the, in the silk. It's just like a thing that people use on set to diffuse light. Um, so I think that's pretty, yeah, I think that's a very cool like very surreal moment um yeah and yeah i think those i think I without like the, those the face being peeled away very cool yes yeah. i agree um also very mission impossible e true <laughs> yeah that's true interesting mm-hmm. you think tom cruise saw that and was like this is our man that's what I'm just now thinking that like maybe even subconsciously it's <laughs> like hmm, this man will know what to do. Wow. So actually, yeah, this wasn't even something I had in my notes, but something I thought about while I was watching it with regard to the mask. Like I, the first time I watched this movie was on VHS on a big screen television, mm-hmm. but even on VHS, it was so clear to me yes. that that was like a fake a mask, like a fake face that something well, and like the way that they're always shooting, whether it's, him in the apartment uh or not the apartment the house where the woman is dancing you see him come in later and he's going through the safe and they get into a fight and then like the way like it's 
it's not necessarily you're 100% sure that it's the Greg Henry guy, but like, you know, like, well, this is going to be the twist is going to be whatever this right. is. And then like his face when he's there on the, uh, he's like fixing the electricity thing or whatever. And it's sparking. It's like, well, that's see, just, it's clearly a mask, but it's also clearly Greg Henry, in my opinion, even, kind from of, yeah, far, like, even from far away when he's wearing like a hat and he goes into the house, I'm like, that's that guy. Like for, right. that's the same guy for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I guess, what I was going to say or what I thought of was that like now that I've seen the movie so many times, like that's something that I guess could have bugged me the first time, but it didn't really. But I did think it was a little bit like, well, that's not a very good twist. You know, you kind of see something coming there. But like, well, after having watched it so many times, I guess because the yeah, I think what was my thought that like because by the second time you watch it, the twist is already ruined anyways, that it's like, I don't care I think the first time I watched the movie is the only time I would possibly care about how that mask looks. And then going forward, it's just like, I, it's never bothered me. It's always because, because it would have been spoiled anyhow, or like not spoiled. It would have been known to you anyhow. I, anyways, I, I have a slightly, well, I, think, I think you can even tell that it's a wig when she's dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can kind of see it's Melanie yeah. Griffith dancing. Yeah. I have a slightly different feeling because the movie is so, concerned with no us knowing it's a movie and also it's a movie about movies and we're going in and out of movies within movies i i don't think it's totally i think we know it's a mask like as in we're aware that we're watching a movie and that is a mask i don't know i could have easily seen yeah it going a different way like I don't know. He's some sort of weird, just deformed dude or something like that. I mean, I, I knew it was Greg Henry too, but I'm, I'm just saying like, I think, I think the way the movie works, it's not outside of like that language to just have kind of weird movie esque, you know, freakishly looking people in the movie or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If I, when I, so when I, when I'm a director, I'm going to make body double again. Like it's going to be called something different and it's going to be barely different. But what I'm going to do is, okay. So they have that tattoo, that stupid tattoo on Holly's butt of Holly. Uh And and that's supposed to be a thing that goes like, Oh wait, this elegant lady in the Hollywood Hills has a, has a like sort of penis looking tattoo on her butt. And like, Oh, that's how we know it's the same guy. And the camera is really fucking obvious about like making sure that we notice that tattoo. Once we see Mel, uh, Melanie Griffith, what I would have done is have the original lady not have the tattoo. And then at the very end of the movie, after it seems like everything's been resolved, he realizes that Melanie Griffith was lying about having been the body double for the lady and that it actually was the lady. Now, I don't know why I would why that hap- happens in the movie. And I have to think of that reason. But because they were so obvious about the tattoo, I almost was like, well, the tattoo should be a MacGuffin. Then. The tattoo should be a false thing that doesn't actually matter because they're like sh- they're showing it to me so aggressively. Um, OK. And then it wasn't. But that's what I would do. That would be my twist on body double. I like it. Can I be in the Can I be in the movie? Yeah, I have to cast all of my friends in it. Otherwise, it's not really a Brian De Palma homage. Okay. Do I, so do I have are to audition? Be a bunch of porn stars too. No, you don't have to audition. Thank you. Can I hang out with the porn stars? Yeah, but you'll have to introduce me to them. I don't know any. 
Okay. And I I've got a whole do. list. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love them. Um, I loved the house was so cool. I love it. I've been looking at a lot of architecture like that recently because I'm like got this like Studio Fifty Four book and I'm just it you know looking at like late seventies early eighties architecture a lot not architect but like interiors. Is and there? I want. Yeah. Is there just one flying saucer house that's in a lot of movies, or is there lots of flying saucer houses? I think that's the famous one because it's in the hills, right? I just, I just feel like there's yeah, that a, it's in a ton the, of movies. It's a chemosphere, I think is what it's called. And I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. But, but there I are a lot that... of houses sh- shaped like that. I don't know if they are that exact design. Okay. Um, I also love that telescope. That telescope is so gorgeous. <laughs> telescope and i want yeah te- cool. telescope that telescope it's like so i like that it doesn't have to be super long like it's that sh- like would that actually work could you have like a shorty telescope like that that would st- that's so cool of course probably there are telescopes like that yeah i don't know i guess yeah it's like um, a lens yeah there are telephoto lenses that are ways to die no have you seen it kit no. jeff bridges really mm-hmm. that, that's a good movie um it was. I just watched it a few weeks ago, and uh, it uh, it also has like a house where there's like this huge. Like you have to like ride a little gondola to get to it. I was mm-hmm. like, huh. I wonder if there's a lot of houses like that in like the Hollywood Hills because they've got hills. So right, might might have to do that. But um, anyways, it did. It seemed like if that was my house, it'd be a huge pain in the ass. But it would be yeah. cool if you got to have a tower where you could peep on all the ladies dancing right. in their windows. So I love uh, Melanie Griffith when she's in the right role like this is obviously a perfect role for her i love her so much molly griffith yeah yeah <laughs> yeah she's great in this i, I think this great. is william for her like first roles wasn't it i mean it seems like it and i also really like like the fact that i think there's something kind of cool about you know at a time where i think i think i don't know maybe the tides are shifting on this but like there was like kind of an overcorrection of like women should never be naked in movies because that's like inherently uh, demeaning. Like that Melanie Griffith was so like, no, this is part of what, like Jamie Lee Curtis is similar actually, where like Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't use her body in as sexual a way as Melanie Griffith, but like her, her body and the fact that it's like slamming is like part of what she brings <laughs> to movies and that's okay and awesome. And I think it's interesting that Dakota Johnson has like inherited that from her mom. Like <laughs> yeah. her her body, she has this totally the same body as her mom. And her willingness to just like have a camera in her ass crack <laughs> when it's necessary is like <laughs> part of what has like made her career. Um I think personally, I think that's cool. We need yeah. like, you know ladies with slamming bods in a movie sometimes <laughs> and that's just that's really cool i agree well said <laughs> <laughs> she's uh melanie griffith is tippy hedron's daughter is that yes. right yes okay i think that's cool too that yeah. not only is there just like dial m for murder rear window vertigo but it's like he literally got tippy yeah. hedron's daughter to be in his movie and I, I guess they were actually friends before this like he it sounded, gosh, I can't remember. I watched the special features like a long time ago, but it sounded like she like semi-volunteered to do this mm-hmm. role. Like she heard about it and she's like, well, Brian, I could do it or something like that. I don't know. That's cool. But they like knew each other. He knew he had worked with her husband 
and then they were all like hanging out and this came up and they, he wanted to hire an actual pornographic actress mm-hmm. porno actress <laughs> i always feel weird saying porno pornographic uh, but uh you you said it like you said like there's a <laughs> you said it like there's a hyphen on either either uh, side of the O. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading that, off my script ooh, here. Pornographic, so. yeah, like yeah. the basomatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. smellovision. <laughs> Pornomatic. Yeah, I just watched uh, Polyester this weekend oh, cool. with Odorama. I love that song, but, uh, the Bill the Bill Murray song. Is that from Polyester? Isn't it? Is that Bill Murray that sings it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't place that at all. Is it really? Yeah. That's crazy. The best thing. The best thing. Yeah. Yeah. At the end. Uh, I think that's the end credits song. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yep. You know what was really weird? Okay. I think I had a point I was making. Um, we were talking about. Oh, he wanted to cast an actual porn actress, but right. the studio would not let him. And so I think that that's he was in this kind of mess of like, oh, crap, who are we going to get to do this? And I think Melanie Griffith either was volunteered by her husband or herself volunteered during this Mm -hmm. conversation they were all having. But side note, and we can edit this out. So last Saturday I watched polyester for the first time in 12 years, something. And then I watched day of the dead which for the first time I'd actually never seen day of the dead. And uh, in polyester, there's a scene where divine is on the phone with like the school psychiatrist and the avalanches kit. You know what I'm talking about? They sampled that for frontier psychiatry. Yes. Where it's, he's totally insane. You know, Dexter is criminally insane. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that sample came from polyester. And then I was watching Day of the Dead. And right at the beginning, there's a fellow who's out. Of, he gets out of the silo and he's like, they're looking for people that are still alive. And there's zombies coming towards him. And it's like, he's like, hello. Hello. <laughs> and then it's just like, like synth beneath it, like, down, 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 down. And I was like, holy shit, like gorillas sampled this. Huh. So like, back to back i had these movies where it's like oh that's where that sample came from anyways we can cut that that's amazing i was like if i can tell anybody about this who would give a shit it would be andrew and kit that's super cool and it's far too long to text um (laughs) okay did you have more little stragglers andrew i got i've got a few little stragglers but no just just my last one is that i like it when he walks into the casting director's office and and uh he passes a guy who says uh who's like yelling at a uh, receptionist who's like I'm not just a stunt cock I'm an actor mm. I think that's a great that's a great line yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that's yeah. it those are my notes yeah. excellent yeah there is a, there's a lot of humor in this that I think I don't always it's not even that it's subtle but I guess you're just not really expecting humor quite here mm-hmm. and then there's just a lot of stuff like that in here um, okay I will go through mine Real quick, love that house, love the dance. I love that song, the Pino de Nagia. The, the whole score is very good, but that yeah. that song, uh, Telescope, is excellent. Um, we talked about the drill scene. I like the tunnel scene, like from from the beach. The whole, oh, the yeah. whole thing That's at the beach cool. is really cool. I agree. Like, yeah, you go from that house. You're talking about the multiple layers, or not house? I guess condo or motel or whatever. But uh, then you go to the little beach tents, and they're kind of like hiding in those and. Then you go to the tunnel and it's all twisty and he's claustrophobic and stuff. And uh, very cool. Um, oh, Holly Body, when he's meeting with her, he's posing as the porn producer and she's like, I won't do any SM, I won't shave my pussy, and you can't mm-hmm. come on my face. And uh, I don't know, just, you know, what it, it, like I said, I keep saying, it was a different time. 
the um, the sorry the tunnel the tunnel thing uh scene specifically reminded me of um gene the gene spangler disappearance which is like a lost like a like a woman who disappeared in los angeles and like i think her purse was found with like the strap broken or something and huh. it was like kirk douglas was one of the people who was possibly <laughs> implicated in her mur in her, in her disappearance and everything i don't know i totally Wait. doubt what hello we're here oh okay yeah. Anyway, I don't know why, but just like <laughs> seeing a a purse in like Los Angeles that's like s with the contents scattered everywhere, yeah, like made me think of that. And like I wouldn't necessarily put it past Brian De Palma to be referencing it. Yeah. No, I mean he made a whole movie, The Black Dahlia. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's but really interesting. I had I, I I'd never heard I'd never heard of that person or that story, but having heard you just mention it, I think Kirk Douglas did it. <laughs> I was going to say, I found it funny how Andrew was shocked to hear that Kirk Douglas could have been involved and then apparently fell asleep for about 15 yeah. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was a, there wasn't. So she had been, God, it was something like she had been working on a movie on a set. Um, yes. She had been working on a movie with Kirk Douglas. And when her purse was discovered, it included a note that said, Kirk, can't wait any longer going to see dr scott it will work best this way while mother oh. is away so probably about an abortion <laughs> um yeah and kirk douglas if i remember i might be fucking this up because i haven't seen this for a while but isn't he in the fury which De Palma made in the 70s yes yes so he could he could very well have been aware of so case. he's murdered people yeah. in movies very interesting it's possible he murdered somebody in real life who do you murder in movies? Oh, you mean I don't know, just any movie that Wait, he Kirk Douglas? Yeah, he killed somebody in a There's movie. There's also sure. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Some good odds. Sh her 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 disappearance has been connected to the like potentially linked to the Black Dahlia murder as well. As Damn the person A lot of people think the person who did that was a doctor. Um in very interesting. interesting. Anyway. Very interesting. Fascinating. <laughs> this is why kit's uh constant diet of true crime uh plays into the podcast this yes. is how it, it pays off in the podcast yes, because hollywood is a fucking cesspool <laughs> yeah. uh, here we go again <laughs> um all right so we got i will be quick oh when they're at tower records which mm, i love seeing that footage of tower records that was so cool yeah um but there is a little Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of cardboard cutout thing hanging from the ceiling. Yep. And I know he's he's good friends with George Lucas, so I Aww. thought that was probably a little wink. Um, I think Craig Wasson gets a lot of shit uh, for this movie. Um, That's the granted to the, the extent that anybody's still slinging shit at Body Double. Yeah. But Craig, yeah, he's the lead. He's the lead. And I think this is actually a very good performance. Like I've seen this now many, many times. And I think having, I, I think he is tr deliberately trying to channel some Jimmy Stewart. I think yeah. that there's, there's some humor to that. And then there's some serious to that. And I think you also see, particularly when he kind of like breaks bad and he's like a private investigator in disguise as a porno producer and he's investigating the the case and stuff you see him like uh he you know he changed he, he still kind of keeps the stewart stuff but he kind of changes the um 
uh he changes the way he's doing it and i think it's it's all done really well and um oh what am i trying to say like it's it's not a performance that you would necessarily want out of the protagonist of the film you're watching but that i think with the what, what with what this movie is and everything that we know that this movie is doing and trying to do i think it's actually a really good performance yeah and i also think he plays a hapless boob very well but i think people watch this and from what i've read of some people talking about it either contemporary reviews or even just people talking about it now they're like they're like oh they, they think that he is just that kind of a hapless guy and they're like i don't want you know I think if you can get past this isn't the protagonist you necessarily want, I yeah. think you can actually appreciate him, the protagonist, the character, and then I think you can also just appreciate the performance. I, I, actually, think, I think it's really... I thought really he was perfect. He's yeah. also just like super Brian De Palma-y. That's how every Brian De Palma protagonist is yeah. that I know yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody who's like hapless um, yeah. and ultimately not in control of the situation they're in at all? And then... In fact, this guy may be more effectual than some of the other, <laughs> some of the other ones because he does actually like like kind of kill the guy at the end. Um, but I also thought he was really good in the scenes where he was on set being an actor. Like yeah. those scenes were so believable of him yeah. like with, trying to hold his hand in that position and like when he when he asks the guy like, "Did I show the teeth long enough?" Like all that stuff. I was like, "That's these are this is so fun." Yeah. Yeah, I think he does a great job. Um, and I've got a few notes on the character. Uh, I think so. Actually, the haplessness of De Palma, many of De Palma's protagonists might be why I like his films a lot more as an adult than I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about that. But I, feel, I think as an adult, you're so much as a kid. You're like you do feel helpless at times. Um, but you're like, but I'm a kid. So, of course, I do. You know, I'm not tall. I'm not strong, et cetera. I don't know stuff. But then as an adult you are taller, stronger, and you do know stuff, but you still can't do shit about mm-hmm. everything and everything goes bad. And so it's just kind of like, I think like with blowout and body double, you're kind of like, yeah, you're kind of just along for the ride and you got to mm-hmm. just go with it. Anyways, um, the, uh, the notes I had though was, um, I think I like this character because it's a character you don't, I, I can't think of ever really seeing this character in movies. It is a harmless pervert. So he he is he's not a super likable guy necessarily. He he's likable in ways, but he's not like a, a virtuous man. Um, but he's he's a pervert. Like he steals her underpants out of the trash can. That's really weird. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know puts them in his pocket. And we you know we know what he's doing with that later. We well, we know. You know what they say? But it's like I still like him. One person's trash is another person's treasure. <laughs> That's true. Very true mm-hmm. in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, Why'd she throw the underwear away? What's that? Why'd she throw him away? Because she knew. Yeah, I don't know. He was fall. I mean, that to me is like she knows he's following. She Toss wanted him to bone. take her underwear. I don't, I don't know. Then. I just assume that that's what women do when they shop for underwear. Mm-hmm. So she only needed. A, she only needed a pair to get her from the store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to yeah. the Valet. Um, but yeah, and then he's like up night, late at night, like drinking, watching porn, and that's when he kind of makes this discovery. And I don't know. I just like the idea of a harmless pervert in a film like so often the pervert is like you know the villain or the uh sort of something to be feared or run away from or something to be mocked but here in body double we have just he's just a, a happy little I, guy he's just he just likes ladies so i, I should, like that i should also say that much like um eyes wide shut i do think i like this movie better if almost the whole thing is a dream which yeah i think it which i think it kind of 
you kind of could look at it that way. Really? Yeah. I mean, it definitely toys with that at the end. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think throughout the movie it feels dreamlike yeah absolutely i mean just thinking about like calling everything everything all the cross-cutting he he's had this like humiliation and there's all this like cross-cutting with like what happened to him with the acting situation and and connecting it to like this situation yeah and definitely going you know and it's i mean the movie's about fantasies um so and i mean they they definitely you know, even just like we were talking earlier about the thing with, uh, you know, where he's near the tunnel or whatever. And then they it just cuts from like to them kissing and then the camera spinning around and it's not yeah. on location anymore. So I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and I almost paired this with uh, Vertigo and Mulholland Drive. Because I feel like it matches just as well with those as I can, it does with I can definitely see yes, I can definitely see that. And actually, one of my notes does say this is Vertigo meets Rear Window. Yeah. Versus just oh, being I mean, Rear yeah. Window. Like, it's very, yeah. very Vertigo. Yeah. Right? Yes. It is. It's it's probably more Vertigo than it is. Honestly, it's probably more Vertigo than it is Rear Window. I think you're, I think um, you're right. I but... think it's just, it's the Rear Window thing is a lot it's a lot it's a much easier thing to identify like vertigo is not yeah. quite yeah. as i don't know specific or whatever as rear window is like rear well, window is a very simple thing it's also like a sexier yeah. way to market a movie yeah oh absolutely for sure also vertigo was a failure <laughs> yeah that's true i really i'm not nuts about vertigo i did just watch it again the other day for this and uh I think I've probably seen it like three or four times now. And I know some people think that that's like Hitchcock's best movie. I think I'm starting to understand Vertigo better, but I don't. I, this was the closest I've come to having an, a viewing experience where I just enjoyed the film as it went along. I, I've in the past, I found it kind of hard to get all the way through. But this is I don't know. I got I think I got into the, the vibe of it more this time. It is a good It's obviously a great film, but like in terms of my personal enjoyment, I struggle more with Vertigo than like you know rear window and that kind of stuff i had just bullet points i said i i love gloria Ravel's hair it's beautiful in this mm-hmm. um i like dennis franz cast as like little junior yeah. de palma ruben uh is it is that what his name was? yeah um barbara crampton as the wife uh lee and i were just talking about the other day how barbara crampton is still completely drop dead gorgeous um as as she is in this film uh, and then the last thing I'll save, I've saved the best little tidbit for last. The dog in this film is, uh, also the dog from white dog, uh, ah, white dog. That's cool. And yeah. And I, I'm sure that that film used more than one dog, but De Palma said he God. saw white dog and then he was like, get me that dog. That's a scary fucking dog. That's like, give so me that crazy. dog. And so they, they got him one of the dogs from white dog. Cause I so, yeah. was looking at that dog. I was like, Oh, it's like the dog from white dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's the very same. I couldn't find wow. his name, though. I, I looked around and it's very hard to Google uh, white dog. Yeah. Name like, you know, like body double. The, the dogs, the dog's right. name should be in the credits. Don't animals usually get credit in movies? The, yeah, I didn't I didn't look through the credits as I finished my Blu-ray. I um, I was looking at it on IMDb and they mm. didn't have it listed, but gotcha. they did have the dogs listed for white dog. Mm. And I clicked through the records for him and 
none of them also had body double. So I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that that's true. That was in the little booklet in the, the movie, the Blu-ray. Um, okay. That is our little stragglers. Guys, it's time for the first time in many, many weeks for the cruise minute. I got some stuff. I got, okay. Uh, Russia's trying to beat Tom Cruise to space with the first movie in space. Pfft, typical Russians. Bastards. Um, Tom Cruise turned 59. And it was her turn. <laughs> and my favorite is uh, there's a video of John Hamm on Fallon talking about the first time he met Tom Cruise. And he said we were at Jimmy Fallon, or he, he was at Jimmy Kimmel's house, and they were all watching a football game. And there was like a rumor going around the room that Tom Cruise was going to come. And he was like, there's no way Tom Cruise is coming to this stupid party. And then Tom Cruise came and he brought his mom. That's the whole story. <laughs> I just think That's it's great. funny. Man, is Tom Cruise's mom still around? That's kind of... Apparently. I mean, I guess she must not be that old. He's only 50-something. 59. I can't, I can't picture... 59. I can't picture Tom Cruise watching football. I can't picture Tom Cruise hanging out with Jimmy Kimmel, but maybe I have my own hangouts. So. Yeah. I can picture Jimmy Kimmel more easily than Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. See, but I like Jimmy Fallon more than Jimmy Kimmel. It's not even but that. I, I just, I just think yeah. that Jimmy Fallon and Tom, like Tom Cruise would hate Jimmy Fallon. I feel, I feel, I don't know. I hope. No, Tom I don't Cruise. Know. Tom, Tom Cruise wouldn't hate that lovable little clown. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Anyways, did you have anything, Kit? No, no, it's not Tom Cruise related. I have a Hanks minute. I think I'm gonna watch Bonfire of the Vanities after this. Oh, nice. I've, that's, I've never seen that one. I've wanted to watch it forever. And then, but I know it's not going to be good. You know, like I know it's considered There's really a whole bad. Book about the making of Bonfire of the Vanities. I is, would the, are, is the reason that. you're watching it, is it that podcast? No, it's just because we just watched this and then I was like, oh yeah, Melanie Griffith, Griffith is in another, is also in Bonfire of the Vanities. And it's just, you know, I'm in a De Palma mood now. And yeah. it's a weird, it's not a weird fit for him, but it is in the sense that I can imagine what kind of movie they wanted. <laughs> and, you know, like I can picture yeah. what kind of like prestige thing they were after. And it's silly to think that Brian De Palma is going to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd maybe, yeah, I'll try to watch that sometime. Maybe I'd like to watch it, it too. Um, yeah. There is a podcast i think it's either tcm sponsored or it comes i think it's tcm sponsored but they're going through there was a journalist who wrote a book about the making of bonfire of the vanities that people like <clears throat> probably more people have read the book than have seen the movie right. because it, it just is an example of how a hollywood disaster happens i guess mm. but uh they're they're interviewing her about the book but it's like it's like one of those things where it's like a whole series of episodes that they're doing that's so, interesting anyhow I thought maybe that's why you're watching it. But yeah, well, a Hank's minute is not nothing. Right. So thank you, Kit. Um, I got nothing for a cruise minute, but uh, we will next week. So thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Please join us next week. For but wait, Mike. Disturbia. Oh, what is it, Andrew? <laughs> it doesn't. You ruined it. 
Oh, well, I forgot that you were going to do the thing. It's been so long. I'm, I'm I always rusty. do the thing, right? Here, we'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, we'll do it again. Okay. Thanks for joining us tonight. But wait, folks. Mike. I'm going to head home. But wait, now. Mike. Don't go what anywhere. Is it, Andrew? Well, the listeners want to know what are we going to be I've talking about. Go. Well, can you just hang on because we got to tell the peop- the good people what we're going to be talking about next week. Yes, you're right. I I owe them that. <laughs> uh, please join us next week for Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf. Isn't there a, isn't there a song called Disturbia? Rihanna, yeah. Cool. There's a band called Disturbed. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, probably. Okay. Slow motion triple feature was recorded in the so the blinds here, the cover, the the poster for the film has a guy behind the blinds and we recorded back here behind the guy. So I don't know where that was, <laughs> but that's where we recorded. Special thanks to our producer Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com.